Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Of course, the music there of CM Punk. I wonder why we're playing that. I'm sure we'll find out later. Welshie, Lyle, good day to you. It's very good day, Tony. How are you? Excellent. Thank you, Lyle. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, mate. Doing well. Do you have a good Father's Day, mate? Had an excellent Father's Day thing. You know, the kids, you know what the kids brought me? Uh, hey, how would we know? We weren't there. No, you weren't. And I haven't told you. Uh, a one-hour flight simulator for a, a, an Airbus. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, that's going to crash. crash for sure. But <laughs> that's all right. You can't it... crash it. That's a great thing. Does it come um, with a five-hour delay? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, they probably. once they once um, told me the canoes can't sink, but I reckon you could sink one, Tony. Now, I've been on a simulator before, so it's a lot of fun. A lot no, of fun. That'll be good. Was that just playing Tomcat on the Atari back in the day? No, no, no. No, when I used to drive limousines, when I used to drive limos, we used to pick up <laughs> ANSET pilots. And sometimes we'd take them from the hotel to the simulator. And then one day I was actually invited to come in and have a go. I always preferred stimulators than simulators. <laughs> but I imagine I, you would I, I'll tell you, right there is why ANSET went out of business, inviting the limo driver <laughs> to the simulator. <laughs> yeah, that. Their, their, their HR department is uh, horrible if they're allowing that to happen. On May have watch. had something to Who's do with it. Who's their EVP letting that oh. happen? The fact they let him fly the Melbourne to Sydney uh, route for a month <laughs> without realising it was the real problem. <laughs> one of the pilots wanted to drive a limo. Well, actually, one of, the pilot, one of the pilots let me sit in the jump seat once when he recognised me and I was flying up to Sydney and he said, oh, come up the front, sit with us for the flight. Yeah, you're the limo driver. <laughs> Put your hat on. <laughs> Did he sit behind you? No, no, no. no, no. Put it on autopilot and then said, I'll sit behind you? No, no, I did sit behind him. (laughs) I'm picturing Aeroplane, the movie, and you just being in there. Oh, yes. Yeah, like, is there a pilot on board? No, but I've flown the simulator once. I'll give it a crack. It's flying high all over again, isn't it? The problem problem is that Tony would have eaten the chicken and the fish, so he definitely would have got poisoned. Yeah, I would have, exactly. Exactly. Don't call me Shirley. (laughs) All right, can we move on from this? This is. No, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You're the one who brought this up. The, the, the best part out of it is, Tony. If there's a segue into any job, you've done it. it probably have. <laughs> Looking forward well, all... to the garbage collection tra- chat next week. You, you've covered a lot of bases because you're a man that likes to have five or six different jobs going at one time. Um... <laughs> I'm just a man that likes to experience life, Lyle. No, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Well done. Yeah. I want to hear some more limo stories in the future. I'm sure I've got a couple. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the one about the couple making out in the back while I was. Uh, uh, another one. That's, that's, that's we'll after another, dark on that's the another podcast. That uh, I don't I know if no I want to be involved right with that podcast. Sorry? I don't know if I want to be involved with no, that you podcast. Uh, of course, we are brought to you by the Australian Wrestling Network and their plethora. Of uh, past that means videos. lots. That means yes. lots for the uninitiated. And they have lots of past videos of wrestling shows, Australian wrestling shows. Uh, Lyle, have you got any suggestions of one to ch- check out? Uh, not off the top of my head. It's been a while since I've. I want you to have one every week lately. from now on. I will now. Now that you're going to put me on the spot like that, but there, there's too many to name, and it's not just Australian. They, they've got a, they've got a plethora. Of international indies as well, Tony. Mm, they certainly um, have. 
I'll Matt, tell you what, guys. Yeah. I'm glad that you're really making use of that word of the day toilet paper that I gave you both. Um, you're obviously both up to plethora, which is yep, good. up to yeah, Pete. Yeah, Correct. Yep, it's it's actually good. I thought it was the Father's Day present we both got. <laughs> uh, of the same kid, which was awkward. Exactly, which is very awkward. Matt Hay, the last week, fantastic chat to Matt. He was fan- he was amazing. Oh, he was fantastic. Uh, I feel a bit bad for him because he didn't win the title, and I feel like it wasn't his fault. I think he was, I think he was unlucky, and he was robbed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm extremely disappointed. Obviously, you know, everyone that listened to the show last week would know that Matt was my pick. Um, and for him not to come out the victory, you pick Lockie. Uh, uh, if you went listen to the interview with Matt, I, uh, I he was the chosen one. Hey. Can we can we hold on to this conversation because this is still the intro? We'll get into the second half very shortly. Yeah, we'll all right. uh, because right now, Lyle, you've got to go get some dinner, and while she stick around, because you and I are going to have a chat to Cherry Stevens. All right, well, she time to catch up with our guest today, and she is a very very promising talent in the world of wrestling here in Australia. Haven't seen her myself, but all the reports coming from uh, Sydney. Is it well, Tony? I, I'll tell you, she, in my opinion, is the best young wrestler in Australia. Yeah, there you um, go. That's very kind of you. Thank you. No, I haven't introduced <laughs> you. You can't talk. I will now, though. <laughs> Cherry Stevens, g'day. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys going? Yeah, we're fantastic. really good. Thank you. Uh, life has been a blaze for you in the last few years, hasn't it? Oh, it really has, especially coming out of the pandemic. It's just been like full throttle. <laughs> Um, it's been a really quick rise seemingly for people who aren't in watching you train every day. I remember the first time I saw you wrestle would have been probably your second match. It was a tag team match. I believe Madison was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you hadn't even, you didn't even have your name yet. Um, and I remember (laughs) you were, and I remember, uh, reaching out to our podcast host who's not with us at the moment, Lyle and saying this girl, she's, she's fantastic was Reese Angel in that match as well? Yes, I was tagging with Reese and it was uh Madison and Lucci. That's a lot of a lot of talent in one ring. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Quite nerve-wracking though. Madison Eagles. Jeez. And it's streaming live. And it was streaming live, yes. No pressure. What could go wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Um, <laughs> Luckily. But for the young workers at PWA, your first wrestling matches are often streamed live. Um, what's that like, uh, in preparation? Like, does that add pressure or excitement? When it comes to your first matches, I think you're really just focused on getting through the match, making sure that you're doing really well, you know, technically executing your moves. I can't say that the fact that the live stream was on was at the forefront of my brain at the time. I was just freaking out. But the more exposure you get to being on shows that are live streamed, um, you do pick up, you know, certain things that you should do, like working to hard cam. Um, and just generally with the audience as well, you pick up what you need to do there. So you kind of come outside of your own little bubble um, once you get confident enough with everything you're doing and your moves that you've you know, hopefully been practicing for years and years, then you can kind of expand and try to get all of those elements of what makes a really great pro wrestling match. The uh, There's a lot of great trainers around Australia in all the different states. There's no doubt about that. But I think there's a, a certain jealousy. There must be from people outside of New South Wales. Just not so much that the training is any better, but just the names that you're training with. And as you said, Madison Eagles to have your your first match against her, you know, as, as a against her in a tag team, but just second work with her. Second, sorry. Yeah, and I mean names like Robbie Eagles, New Japan's Robbie yep. Eagles, Mick Moretti. My very first match was with Jessica Troy, who is an incredible wrestler. So our trainers are top tier with like you know over a decade of experience, 14, 15 years. So we get we are extremely lucky at PWA that we get to learn from them every single week. I'm just yeah, always amazed at the the effort that they put into to to bring all of us up um, to hopefully you know where they're standing now. How did it start for you? What was what what drew you to pro wrestling in the first place as a fan, and then to chase that dream as a wrestler? 
So I was never a fan of pro wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I've told this story before, but I I guess it's a bit different to a lot of the the wrestlers who start training. But I have a housemate who I still live with. Um, He's our videographer for PWA, Nick Ray, incredible guy. And um, he started filming the PWA shows, um, some B-roll for them. And he always had WWE on at the house. Um, and I was like, oh, turn this off. I can't stand watching it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. Like, what is this? And um, it came up that there were some tryouts coming up. And this would be in November 2018. And so he's like, I've always wanted to try out to be a pro wrestler. You know, fans are always like, I, I, I want to try that and see. So I went along with him because I like, doing kind of strange athletic type things I suppose and you know from the first few rolls and my first bump which was not fun um I just was completely hooked so I came in it from the other end where I fell in love with the the wrestling itself and then I had to basically go back in time and like catch up on all of these wrestling stars that people kept talking about at training or like oh do so-and-so's move and I'd be like I don't know who that is I have to go and you know research it and watch it and so I've actually just become a fan of pro wrestling through myself doing wrestling. So do you still not understand WWE because there's a lot of people in that boat? Yeah I think I get it now. (laughs) Um, It's it's an interesting story because a lot of wrestlers can get really caught up in imitating what they grew up watching story-wise um because you're not coming from that background do you think it's an advantage in creating character um because you're drawing some of your um influences from other forms of entertainment yeah absolutely I think so I think that that gives me an edge when it comes to creativity because I might think out of the box of maybe what a long-time wrestling fan would think but at the same time there are certain things where I'll get feedback on ideas and they'll say, well, this doesn't work because so-and-so. And And I'll go, okay. And then I'll keep putting all of those puzzle pieces of wrestling together. Um, So yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I go about. Yeah. Thinking of character stuff. Um, Yeah. All of that. So sliding doors moment, if you weren't wrestling, what would you be doing to fill in your time? Um, I would probably be living in Japan that's always been a dream of mine um I studied Japanese at school and university and it's always been on my mind to go live there and work there um and wrestling kind of came around and I really just threw myself into that and committed myself to that it's I'll have been wrestling for four years in November which is crazy to think about it's just flown by Mm. obviously the pandemic was in between it wasn't like we weren't training so much though you know we were still keeping fit we were doing challenges with each other online and we were doing like online and character developments so it never really stopped it was just we couldn't be in the ring and be together which was tough um so yeah probably in Japan and I hope to one day still get to Japan and if I can do that doing wrestling then I would be like oh well I mean to to become a wrestler while interested in Japan it's there seems to be a serendipity about that because yeah. of how big wrestling is in Japan. Have you watched a lot of Japanese wrestling yeah, uh, since into, you became a yeah. fan? Yes, I'm very into stardom. I watch a little bit of Tokyo Doshi. Um, I'm really excited about some of the Japanese girls being over on like AEW and doing a bit of the crossover. I obviously draw a lot of my character inspiration from Joshi. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you that it's very serendipitous, um, because there does seem to be like a lot of elements of my life before I got to wrestling kind of all converged into wrestling. So I've always liked doing drama and acting, um, and improv and being fairly athletic. Um, I suppose, you know, playing lots of sport, doing martial arts, um, you know, so when I found wrestling and I found all the things that I love are just bundled into wrestling and the fun of wrestling, it was the perfect place for me. must have been so frustrating for a wrestler like yourself during the pandemic. You'd had a year, you had a taste of it. You had yeah. a feeling that things were going to go fairly well for you. Th- things were happening. And then all of a sudden it was just your legs were cut out from under you. Yeah. Tell us about the frustration of that and how this year has really made up for it. 
definitely frustrating. I think life was, all of life was frustrating, not just the wrestling part of it. But I think in a way it probably lit a fire up everyone's ass, you know, um, in a good way. Obviously the pandemic wasn't a great thing to happen, but the fact that we lost a bit of time there, especially when we had the momentum going, Mm. you know, on the up, and then for us to come out like all guns blazing when we could, um, I think just really shows like everyone's perseverance and commitment. Um, so yes, it was frustrating, but I think we are all taking the opportunity now to really capitalize and drive what we've got going. A lot of wrestlers we've spoken to took that pandemic time to reassess yeah. themselves as wrestlers, whether it be their character, whether it be how they wrestle and, and the like. Was that something that you did or was it too early in your career to make any sort of changes? Um, I did do a bit of thinking on the character front. I had a few different ideas. So it definitely was a period of time that I could kind of mull it over and run it past, you know, a few people and develop it a bit more. Um, So that definitely was helpful. Um, Yeah. One thing that pandemic wrestling did give us that we'd never had before were the cinematic matches. And yeah. um, you were lucky enough to be involved in Playground Brawl. One of the best cinematic matches I've seen, definitely the best one I've seen outside of a major promotion, the Playground Brawl. What was it like shooting that? And, um, and how much fun was it to be involved with? Oh, um, it's just, I'm always amazed at the insane amounts of talent that we have at PWA, not just with our wrestlers and our characters, but with our production crew. So Ben Anderson was our director for that one. We had a little crew there. We had like our sound lighting. We trekked it out to where Ben lives, which is like quite a long way away in in the Hawkesbury. We had three days of, well, we had one day where we went up and we planned it. So we walked around the playground and said, we'll do this and this. And then we did two days of filming after that. So three full days basically out there Um, and that was just so much fun. I loved working with Jimmy and Billy. Um, They're just comedic geniuses and I was very, very lucky to be included in their faction for that short period of time. Do you feel like being included in that faction when you first came in really gave you a head start in developing who you wanted to be? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I took that student kind of idea, you know, dressing up in the, in the sports uniform and I kind of just elevated it a bit and fleshed it out more. So that was definitely like phase one of the character. In, re- in regards to yourself and self-confidence and the like, has wrestling helped you in that regard, even improve that more than what you may have had? Um, wrestling is very fickle with the mind. It can definitely give you a boost of confidence. If you have a good training session, you have a good lesson with one of the coaches, um, you feel on top of the world, you're hitting your moves, and then you might have a bad day and you go all the way back down to zero and you kind of have to build it up again. So it's always an up and down journey. I, I think only recently this year, I would say I'm more confident in my ability on shows. Um, there's always doubt. And for me, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I think a lot of the wrestlers are. And even though it might not be something that people might notice on the show, it's something that I go back and really, you know, mm-hmm. uh, beat myself up over. But that just means that I just have to practice it more at training until I perfect it. And that's just kind of my mindset. And fights don't look perfect. So it's okay if it still yeah. looks like a fight. Yeah, it can look a bit scrappy. That's okay. Um. What, what was it like? Uh, you, I know that you've started to do a bit of traveling around Australia. As a young worker, the first time you get a call and you're invited to wrestle in the state, what, what's that moment like? Um, I think I was a bit shocked. I mean, my last interstate trip was for the MCW Women's Championship with Jessica Troy, which was a great match. I want to wrestle was, Jess all the time. It was a fantastic match. I was, uh, I was at that. Uh, oh, you were there. Yeah, it was Yes, great. I was. Yeah, I think it just validates the work that you've put in, that people outside of, you know, your area or your promotion are taking notice and they want you to come onto their show and add something to their roster. Um, So very grateful for that opportunity, yeah. 
and the feedback from interstate when they've never seen you before and 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 that must be pleasing when someone who doesn't really know the character that well uh Mm. they get it quickly yes and i think that's the main thing with the character the character stuff if they don't know who you are in the first 60 seconds it's going to be very hard to maybe make them care about what you do in the ring so i put a big focus on getting something like that over so the audience understands it and then all i have to do is wrestle really well (laughs) and then hopefully it gets over you mentioned some of those great names up in the PWA area and, and through Sydney. One of those you mentioned was Mick Moretti. You yes. come up against him in a couple of weeks' time. For the soul of PWA, tell us all about that. The championship match, my first championship match. Um, yes, so I don't know if you were following the debacle around me interning for Mr. Will Kiedis at the Goober mm-hmm. Report. Um, that was... Yes, very stressful. <laughs> it could have but gone better. It could have gone better for him. Um, but look, I took the opportunity there with my key to the card and I feel like I deserve that shot and I'm going to just give it everything that I have. I'm, I am gonna, I'm going to be honest, I am a little bit scared because Mick is a bit scary in a weird clown, crazy way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what he's going to pull out, but I guess the most I can do is just over-prepare as usual. He's hard to plan for, and for someone who is a student of wrestling, um, it's going to be a challenge to plan for someone who's as erratic as Mick. Very unorthodox, yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess the only thing I can do is do more tape study and try to imagine what he might do, which is a million different things. Um, But uh, what can you do? Fingers crossed. Just win. Just win. One thing that I've noticed with Mick is that he is a very much a grappling wrestler as well, likes mm-hmm. to get down low and all that sort of stuff. You happy to, to wrestle that way? Yes, I really enjoy grappling, actually. I really like the technical side of wrestling. And my background is, um, like I said, martial arts, specifically Wing Chun, which is like a kind of kung fu. So I feel like I could have an edge on him if I pull mm. some of those moves out. But I'm also comfortable grappling on the map. Um, I feel like I'm a bit of an all-rounder, so... Yeah, it must really piss off some wrestling fans who are desperate to get in the industry and they go to their tryout and you come in and you're just automatically good at it. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> well, um, like I said, everything was leading up to it, so I think it was just meant to be. It had yeah. to be. <laughs> Someone who is at PWA who, um, is Shazza McKenzie, who uh, on the weekend won the Renegades of Wrestling. Yeah. She became their inaugural champion. Um, how important is Shazza to the locker room and in building links with uh, people from around the world? Oh, well, I was on holiday with Shazza and a whole group of PWA people for WrestleMania this year. So we went to Dallas and she is literally the mom of the whole group. She is like the glue that keeps everyone together. She knows what she's doing. She's done these tours, you know. She knows everybody. So many times she can literally just walk down the street and she'll know someone and everyone loves her. And um, she's just a really lovely, nice person. And I'm really you know happy to call her my friend as well and in the world of wrestling you know she's obviously always there to to help us to connect us if we we are looking to maybe go overseas so having her is is yeah really really great for us especially you know the women's wrestlers yeah no we can relate she's helped us out several times as well she's very giving yeah certainly is uh we put out the call for a couple of questions to ask you today from our listeners. And I'll tell you what, you talk about names. We've got questions to ask you from Davis Storm. Oh, yeah. Robbie Eagles. Yeah. Which Nikki Van Blair responded to the question. Uh, just amazing. So let me give you the one from and Robbie Beck, Eagles. And Beck, who's the most famous oh, Beck, of course, fan. Yeah. In a couple of fans there as well, super fans as well. Uh, Robbie Eagles asks, please ask her what, her favourite shopping centre kiosk stall to jump behind is after hours and pretend like she works there. That would be char time. Um, I don't work at char time, but I was a little bit drunk after a night out with the wrestlers and I decided <laughs> that I might man the counter. and. Yeah, take sorry, was this, 
Chow time. Chai. Chai time. Chai time. Okay. It's like a bubble tea place. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Was that so well received? Is- um, it, it ended up on a few Instagram videos. <laughs> I don't really remember too much, but apparently it got a big kick out of everyone. So I'm is glad. This, is this part of the Japanese fantasy going over and managing <laughs> a bubble drink store or something? Bubble tea, maybe, yeah. Um, well, it's like, I know DDT wrestlers, a lot of them work at the bar in um, oh, Tokyo yeah. in yeah. their spare time. Maybe Tokyo Joshi Pro can have a bubble tea place that can sort that of sounds amazing yeah, <laughs> i'll work there i'll work the ring and then i'll go over to the <laughs> another question coming your way is from davis storm and it was a question that we had from a couple of people including uh melanie but what books are you reading and what's your favorite book uh yes <laughs> are you a bit of a bookworm first i suppose that's the yeah yeah absolutely I it's a twitter that. handle tony there you go <laughs> Um, no I love reading I've always loved reading Um, it's another form of escapism you know like wrestling I my favorite book series of all times that I love to read is um, called Red Rising by Pierce Brown it's probably not one that people have heard of because it's like a fantasy book (laughs) I like sci-fi fantasy I guess you could say it's kind of like a modern Star Wars they're having fights out in space it's like many millennia um, in the future. I love that. And um, what I'm currently reading is Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut Jr., which um, is a little quick book. And the last time I read it was a long time ago. So I'm rereading that. But my book tastes really vary. I like having a soppy romance novel and then going to fantasy or sci-fi or something a bit more deep and meaningful. So it just depends how I'm feeling really. Oh, I'm still on Dr. Seuss, so I'm not the right oh. person to ask. <laughs> no, don't laugh, it's true. That's fine. Reading is good. It doesn't matter what <laughs> it is. Um, I know I, I don't have the questions in front of me, but oh, I know. I, I do have another one. And oh, that's you go for Beck. it. Uh, if Cherry can verse any wrestler ever, who would it be and why? That's question number one. That's a good question. I'll, get um, you, I'll give you that, but then I'll give you question number two next. Okay. Now, at this moment, I would love to wrestle um, Shuri from Stardom, who's one of their champs. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Cherry, just before you ask, I'd yeah. like to see, um, I'd like to see you wrestle Maki Ito. I think that could be. That would be great. I think she's fantastic. The, your yeah. story, your characters are so opposite of each other. Yeah, we could have a fun. It would be funny as hell. Yeah, maybe one day. You'd have to uh, improve your entrance, though, because, well, she loves her entrance. I know. She's well, really the greatest good. entrance in wrestling. Yeah. I know. I've got to up my entrance game. <laughs> Question number two. Uh, how do you feel about being a role model to young girls and and women and people in general? Oh, um, that's nice. I don't really consider myself a role model. Um, but I guess if people, you know, if it... Uh, makes people want to go out there and put their all into something whether it be wrestling or something else that they do then I hope that I you know can encourage them to do that through what I do um so that's nice to hear but (laughs) I feel like yeah yeah it's it's weird it is weird but I think um watching anyone chase their dreams uh in any field can be inspiring and yeah um when you're doing it on on a stage I think that young people really do look up to that stuff. Yep. It's it's fantastic. And finally, from Beck, question three from her. Uh, yes. What are your goals for 2023? What would you like to achieve? Well, we should get Beck to co-host one week because we should. Yeah. she's usually got better questions than us. Beck for Coliseum. Um, I, my goals for 2023, I think, would be to get to Japan somehow. I don't Probably know. Probably plane, plane, plane would be the best way. Plane would be yeah. <laughs> Better than swimming. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go, get, wrestle in Japan somehow. Hopefully, yeah. If the opportunity. Well, there are a lot of people, a lot of Australian wrestlers who do have contacts over there. So I mean, do. don't worry. You know tapping, tapping them for that. Life is networking, and yeah. wrestling's all about networking. Which, yeah, right. honestly, I think you're in the best place for it because. Um, you're surrounded by a team who want everyone to be as successful as possible, which is 
which is fantastic. Um, Robbie Eagles, now, we know you listen to the show. Make it happen. Come on, yeah. Robbie. Yeah. Um, or even reach out to Royce. He's got friends over at um, DDT. Oh, yeah. Um, look, uh, Coliseum's in Melbourne this year. Talk a little bit about that. What can we... I've been to Coliseum, so has Tony, but someone, most people in Melbourne haven't. Yeah. What are they What are they going to see? Well, I have been to two Coliseums, the one, the inaugural where Mick won and then when Maddie Wahlberg won. That's the one we were at. Yeah. 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 I, I think what they will expect to see is an absolute spectacle of Australian wrestling, like absolute top tier. Like I can't describe the the energy and the feeling when it comes to Coliseum it's such a big deal for for so many wrestlers and all the wrestlers in PWA and like a lot of wrestlers I think around Australia um you know it's it's the top competition really um that everyone wants to be at and so to be noticed and to go there you know that you're going to get banger matches the whole way through because everyone's going to be fighting for that sword (laughs) everyone wants the sword um so yeah, they're going to go getting that sword back on carry-on on the plane. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Mm, good point. You know, you might have to chuck it in the, <laughs> in the ring truck and bring it back. Yeah, um, but there's nothing, there's nothing like it. And the, the, if you, if you can go watch that in Melbourne, definitely, definitely do it. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. It'll be a good weekend, Tony. Yeah. Yep. People, people can come see me weekend. at PAX and then go to the wrestling. There you go. What a great weekend. Gee whiz. Marvellous. We really appreciate your time, Cherry. It's been fantastic having a, a chat to you, and we really look forward to catching up with you live at some point. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see you in Melbourne and you'll have a belt around your waist. And a sword to chop off our heads with. Yeah, i got to go study some more now. <laughs> <laughs> off you go. We'll leave you to it. Thanks for your time. Good luck against Mick, and we'll catch you soon. Thank you so much. Cherry Stevens joining us right here on the Turnbuckle. Welcome to Intermission. Yeah, Intermission. Part two of the program and the music of the offspring and our intermission theme. That's going to be our new uh, segue music between parts one and two. Cherry Stevens. What Fantastic a star. interview. Yep, she was good. I'm glad I requested her. <laughs> it's very rare that you know. I like how you requested her and then your first person was, well, I've never seen you wrestle, Cherry. No, but I saw that she was coming up. <laughs> Just against... to make her feel important. Yeah, I saw that she was coming up against Mick Moretti and I thought that would be a... Uh, Good time. To now you do realise that it was Mick Moretti and not Mark. Mark yeah. Marcus Cool that he's yeah, wrestling. So Marcus no. is overseas at the moment, isn't he? Well, he's Can at I home. Say a post from him. Yeah. <laughs> he's at home, which is yeah. not in Australia. I thought no. I thought he was actually in Europe or something. Did I not see a post from him from there? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I try not to talk to him. Hmm. Yeah. Now, good interview, guys. Um, a lot better than my dinner. dinner. Yeah, no, obviously I listened to it. It's very unprofessional of you. Uh, yeah, well, when my sister wants to cook dinner, um, I can't find enough good reasons <laughs> to get out of it, actually. Are you living with your sister? No. He's in the doghouse. Yeah. She enjoys cooking food. We'll have a chat after the show about She's that. very good at cooking food, Tony. She's a, a gourmet chef. The family look forward to it. Yeah, correct. Um, hey, uh, let's get straight you into it. You know, that she, when she cooks chicken... Yeah, um, it's so moist that it spontaneously combusts. I'm not sure I understand that. It's very dry, Tony. Oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> she calls it Sahara chicken. Oh. <laughs> you don't need oh. a lot of sauce. I'm looking a forward to your place. She served roast chicken, and I swear there's sand in it. 
<laughs> That's for the texture. Put a nice crunch on it. It's the... <laughs> Apologize to your sister, Law. Yeah, okay. No, no, what, now? Yeah, now? Oh, yeah. on air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just oh, you in the next room. Oh, I'm sorry, you're a rubbish cook. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Is that what you meant? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, you're exactly nodding right. your head, Tony. That's no, no, what you the best part is he works with her as well, so he's going to see her in the morning and just laugh. The best part right. is he's going to have food for me tomorrow. Here we go. <laughs> AEW chaos. What the hell is happening backstage at AEW? Is this the name of a new pay per view? It <laughs> it's the video game, isn't it? It could backstage be. assault. I've, uh, I've I've read it, but I, I I'm not sure I fully understand it. So it was CM Punk up against the the uh, brothers, the young the Bucks, brothers, the young the brothers. Bucks. That's him. <laughs> and CM Punk, and it was it his trainer or it's some producer? The and producer they started also his mate. Ace was it Ace? Ace, Ace Steel, Tony. Ace Steel, and he bit Matt. No, no, no. He didn't kiss anyone. Oh. So what? Well, tell me what happened. I'm confused. He he ended up. Well, we don't know. Kenny. We're hearing lots of different stories, Tony. But uh, from what I can gather, uh, CM Punk, after his interesting press conference, let's just say that <laughs> he called it a melt. In hindsight, call it a meltdown. Um, Been a big year for CM Punk. Yeah. I haven't seen a meltdown like that at a press conference till since Tony's phone rang during Jay White's. Um, yeah, geez, that was bad. Interview, but At, some would say Jay had every right to uh, no, say what he said then too. And, um, and well, would be what Tony didn't do was run after him and kick his door down to try and get to him. <laughs> no, no, we didn't go and defend him. <laughs> try and beat up Jay White. <laughs> well, I was out the front handing out MCW flyers somehow. Oh yeah, we got roped into that. Yeah, you're so anyway, boy. so CM Punk bad interview. A bad press conference. Uh, in, the, in the media scrum, Tony, he basically went to town on all the EVPs and they can't run a target. Um, you know, he missed and... the opportunity to say he couldn't run a bath. I'm just yeah. going to put it out there. Yeah, he might, they might might not have that in that uh, saying in Chicago. But, um, you know, would he got empty head, fuckhead, Adam Page going into business for himself. So Which is bizarre because well. I've described you as that many a time and I've never had any repercussions. And I tell you what, every time you've said it, Tony has sat there with the same dumb look on his face as Tony Khan had the whole media scrum. When you know, so when it first kicked off, it's like, is this a work? Because Tony Khan is just letting the, his employee shit can his whole his executives, EVP, his executives, and you know, one of his top baby faces as well. Um, and obviously, uh, in hindsight, <laughs> CM Punk may have went into business for himself, uh, being a little bit unprofessional. And I guess the repercussions were the Young Bucks and Kenny trying to kick down his door, maybe. Uh, super kicking door. Well, he's not happy about it. Um, you know. uh, is that Larry? It's CM Punk's dog made his debut on the pay-per-view as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, they, if they've come in rushing in uh, CM Punk you know maybe he's right to defend himself and he's allegedly punched Matt or mm. both sides are saying CM Punk uh, punched Matt and then Ace Steel threw a Look, chair we all saw CM Punk's MMA career like there's no one safer than the person on the end of the CM Punk punch well you know if uh, yeah <laughs> I think that's why the chair had to get involved someone had to bring in a foreign object so, right, some let's, are saying let's... That, so some are saying that Ace Freely should go to jail. Ace Freely? Oh, sorry, Ace Steel, sorry. Uh, Ace Freely, isn't he in Kiss? Kiss, he is. Well, Kiss. hey, a lot of would have happened <laughs> back on the roads in the 70s and the 80s. He probably did deserve to go to jail, um, allegedly. Um, yeah, Look, it's... no one's a winner out of this uh, at the moment. I, I still think that at, at the end of the day, there's a possibility everyone makes a lot of money out of this. Uh, but Everybody's in the wrong. Firstly, Tony's lost control of his of his roster and he needs to start running that company the same way that he runs the Fulham Football Club and the Jacksonville Jaguars. He needs to get a proper HR system. People need to follow fucking rules. Uh, well, yeah. um, it, must be, it must be something to do with Tony's who try to run things because I've lost control of this podcast. Yeah. 
well, well, numerous we times. dispute whether you actually run the podcast, <laughs> but um, <laughs> then there's also like, if you're an executive of a company and someone says something mean about you or you and your friends, you've got to be better than confronting the person when everyone's angry. It's just like, it's just a HR nightmare. You're an executive. You've got to be better than that. Punk's got to be better than that. Ace Steel. Now you keep doing you, Ace, because I think this is fucking fun. Um, but, but, I mean, we'll know more once... We'll know more once we see Dynamite this week, but it f- I feel like everyone's been sus- sent home, suspended, and they've had to pull Moxley and Jericho back on the road because they're the only two trustworthy ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, 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 so yeah, whatever happened, you know, like, um, you know, if there's suspensions thrown around or people get fired or, you know, CM Punk just grabs his ball and goes home again because he, he can do that. You know, if his friend gets fired, he could just snatch it all together and go, but fuck this, the, I'm going back in retirement. Didn't the and, last time seeing Punk spoke, he was speaking about how happy he is and how much he loves the company and all this sort okay. of stuff? It is a long time what, in wrestling, Tony. Jeez. And it is CM Punk. I think he is a notorious person that does not like to be happy. I happy. think he's a very nice bloke. Well, yeah, yeah obviously he's not. Um, <laughs> you know, saying things that he said, but yeah, mate. You know, maybe they in a head of talent relations. Like this, Look, the company has grown ridiculous in three years, and it hasn't had that proper corporate structure built in. So you got wrestlers running high position jobs and trying to control other wrestlers. The lunatics are running. Wrong. The lunatics are running the asylum. Basically, yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. You imagine if Vince did that in the early '80s with all that cocaine backstage. It would have been chaos. Well, mm. it, it was chaos, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but he obviously it's still everything had to go through him. Look, Matt um, Matt and Nick can go home. They'll prey on it. Um, and I'm sure that God will give them the answers that they are seeking. Yeah. They'll mm. drink some milk and everyone will shake hands. There's been some pretty ugly bust-ups backstage over time, hasn't there? Well, there's been a few in our group chat over the journey. <laughs> Mostly between you and I, Tony. That's true. Yeah, I'm always the ace steel there with a the chair, ready to. Yeah, break but you it hit up. yourself with the chair. Yeah, I, was, I love yourself both. out of your misery, I guess. What about <laughs> the uh, the WWE, the flight from hell? Didn't everyone just go crazy on that aeroplane? And I yeah, think they ate the fish, Tony. I think. Dusty Rhodes was serenading his wife or his ex-wife or whoever she was. That wasn't Dusty Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. Dustin, um, you know, uh, Ric Flair may or may not have, uh, well, in court documents, uh, exposed himself. I think there was a a couple of payouts. A a lot of people lost their job over that. Ric Flair is the only person who lost another one 30 years later because of (laughs) Yeah, well, well, he would have been in AEW at this time. Maybe he could have broke up the fight. Another match. JR just totally lost control. Yeah, you know, you got Vince and Brock Lesnar wrestling. You know, is that all the same plane ride? I don't know. It's all, yeah. you know, someone, uh, isn't it? Michael P.S. Hayes had his hair cut off by, uh, by X Pac. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, While he was yeah. asleep. Yeah. No, you don't fall asleep on a yeah. plane like that. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, well, uh, you wonder how bad the uh, noise was if he had uh, the ability to fall asleep. Obviously, it wasn't going on too bad. Uh, it's Michael no, P.S. Hayes. Uh, I'm I, guaranteeing I, that he might have had some help for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe not by his own doing either. He might have got a halcyon, I think it was called back in the day, wasn't it? Who knows? <laughs> Rupied. Um, yeah, but you had Chris Jericho and Goldberg uh, get into it backstage. But then you had um, Chris Jericho and you've confronted Brock Lesnar recently. He got a death wish, Chris Jericho. Yeah, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were notorious haters. I thought they were friends, best of mates. Yeah, well, no, apparently. Well, like, like what you said. Well, she Shawn went home and prayed on it, and twenty odd years later, it worked out for the best. Well, I remember that other one. I'm pretty sure this one's a shoot. You can correct me if it's wrong, but didn't Shawn Michaels throw Marty Jannetty through a barbershop window at one stage as well? Yep, very unprofessional. Could have cut him. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. That's the business. 
That's the wacky world of wrestling, Tony. That is the I'll wacky. tell you what, yeah, though. In, got... in, your, in your time in wrestling, though, Tony, is there any be, any anything like that? I don't think we can talk about that on air. Like, um, you don't have to name names, but was there any of that? No, no, there was like, definitely some stuff happening. Heat? What has yeah, Fat Dom there done? Def- there was definitely heat behind at backstage. No doubt <laughs> yes. about it. And it was definitely normally between the older blokes and the younger blokes. Yeah. All I'm going to say is, Buy a couple of the older wrestlers now a beer and you can hear some stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, um, no doubt. Yeah. Right, moving on. Uh, I forget what I was going to say. It was going to be funny, though. Just rest assured. AEW All Out pay-per-view. Oh, that's so, right. There was a pay-per-view. There was a pay-per-view and, they all, and they're all out. <laughs> yeah. Lived up to its name. MJF come back and everyone's totally forgotten about it because, uh, you know, Meant to have a title match against CM Punk, <laughs> and CM Punk might not be the champion by the time. Well, he's uh, injured as well. You know, Punk. Well, yeah. What is it? A bicep injury or a pec yeah. injury or something? Um, Brain injury. You know, I reckon. You know, for the most part, it was a very good pay per view. Tony, you know, you got Punk versus Mox. They tore the house down. The crowd, obviously, the hometown crowd of Chicago. So Punk tore the house down, then he tore the backstage area down. He's had a busy <laughs> night. <laughs> he's had a very busy. He's making up for lost time from being injured, I guess. He tried to cram it all into the one weekend. Um, yeah, MJF coming back. I thought that was a nice way of him coming back, tied in with a lot of stuff with the, the Devil Talk and the Rolling Stones song. Um, Tony Storm, interim women's champ, Tony. Oh, Very really? Good. Yep. yep. Uh, Thunder Rosa was injured. I'll say that in quotations because you don't know where the work and the shoot begins at the minute. Yeah. Uh, but Tony picked it up. No, we like Tony. She's good. Thunder Rose is getting heat backstage as well, is she? Like, I read something. Yes, that's uh, yeah, they're not sure if she's actually injured. Um, yeah, but that's whatever. I you don't know at the minute, the whole thing's in chaos. Uh, there's a really good tag match. Keith Lee and Swerve Scott was great versus uh, the acclaimed. Good, good pay per view. There's a couple of filler matches on there. The trio's title was really good. Um, uh, yeah, Young Bucks and Kenny match. Yeah, it was a shock they put the title on themselves. Well, finally they did. They didn't do it with the tag titles. <laughs> Waited bloody forever to do that. But um, yet Hangman and the you know, two Dark Order uh, cronies, and they actually tore the house down. The crowd were right behind them. And they I'm asking, to- Lyle, can you find some new descriptive words? Because a house can't be torn down multiple times in one night. Did you watch the pay-per-view? No, but theoretically, if the house is torn down, it's down. Well, if obviously, no one's, down, actually, then... no, no one's actually torn a house down. Um, you know, that, that's just a, it's just a saying. Uh, yeah, well, they, had them, they had them hanging from the rafters, Tony. They had yeah. the fans hanging from the rafters. Um, so if they're going to go with the two Dark Order guys, let them wrestle seriously and not be such comedy dorks. Because the crowd will get behind them. So, okay. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, it was a weekend of pay per view. Did they get their it? bond back, Lyle? No. Uh, no, I think CM Punk said, no, you're not getting it. Thanks for the house. <laughs> that was torn down. Yep. Again. It was a weekend of pay per views, and WWE had Clash, Clash at the Castle. Yeah, so Clash at the Castle. It's it makes you have hope for what's to come, but it also makes you angry for what WWE could have been over the last five years because they're letting guys wrestle and there were some matches on that card that were equal to anything they've ever done. So it's probably their best pay-per-view of the year so far, and their pay-per-views have been good. Crazy. Um but I don't expect everyone to go and watch everything, but if you get a chance, go and watch Walter versus what's his name now? Gunther versus Sheamus because that's a fantastic match. They beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Well, they, they they, the I'm not sure if they tore the house down, but they definitely beat the shit out castle. of each other. It was castle. a castle. Yeah, they tore the castle down. A bit tough to tear that down without some um, some heavy artillery. But Seth the- Rollins versus um, Matt Riddle. He's got his first name back, which is nice to see. Matthew Riddle. That was a very good match as well. So there were no bad matches on the card. So it was an easy watch. Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, you've mentioned it, and I've, I haven't seen this. There's too much wrestling this weekend. I couldn't catch up. But um, for the most part, the WWE pay-per-views have been 
good. They mm. have been. And, I, and I'm not a WWE fan for the most part. And I'll, I'll watch a handful of the matches. The in-ring product, I don't, for a while, hasn't really been the problem. It's been the creative and the booking of some people. Um, yeah, but I feel the people... in-ring's gotten better because they're not, it doesn't feel as quite as overproduced. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's been a knock on WWE for a while. Uh, yeah, from all reports, uh, amazing show. Where do you sit on the Roman and Drew uh, finish? Because there was a bit of conjecture of maybe Drew should have uh, been. No, the no. One. I think I think um, I don't think Drew should be the guy to beat Roman. Yeah, but I mean, I you've got plenty the, of time to go back. But it, I, it's coming up on three years. It's probably yeah. I think the I think it's the guy that beats Roman's got to be making a new guy. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but I think that it's got to be you've got to make someone now that he's held the title for so long. You got to make someone new, whereas Drew can hold the title later. Yeah. So look, but look, obviously, they've the fingers crossed. They've got the match with the Rock. For WrestleMania, um, does he Roman's lose the title? Be- does he lose the title before then? Like, is it go to a Cody Rhodes, and that just elevates Cody as soon as he's back and healthy, straight to well, that next? We'll year. see what happens when Cody gets back. I wouldn't be opposed to Cody winning the title; never won it before. Yeah. So that's definitely an option. It's it's got to be someone. They've got to make someone. Otherwise, yeah. it's a waste of two, two, oh. three years. Well, yeah, in my opinion, on, coming up on three years, and the crowd was ridiculously hot. They, hot. they should be running, running a show in Europe once a year. I think didn't Triple H say they're going to run these shows everywhere now? Like, um, I don't reckon you go back every year. I reckon that then the top, the crowd becomes a bit complacent. So, like, yeah. if we'd run Super Showdown every year in Melbourne, you'd get diminishing returns. So I think you run there one year, you run somewhere else another year. South America, let's run down there, see yeah. what happens. Then run in Melbourne, then run, then go back. I think you rotate. Just make sure be... wherever you run, you just never go to Brisbane. Brisbane mm. always get left out. Well, Perth is Perth's big for getting left out as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to kick Davis. To be honest, so I just oh, wanted to... for, like yeah. NXT also had a pay-per-view, boys. Worlds Collide. Yeah, remember the old days where you'd really look forward to the NXT pay-per-view because that would be the highlight of a WWE pay-per-view weekend? That's not the case anymore. The the NXT shows aren't as good as the main roster, which is what it should be. But you still you saw Clash at the Castle and thought, fuck, this NXT show is going to be good. And it opened with one of the like Ricochet wrestling like Ricochet again is a good thing. So Ricochet versus the guy he wrestled. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I've seen a couple of gifts of that match. And oh yeah, well she you shared the the, the main one where they crossed the ring, uh, you know, the yeah. what is it, the double stunner or whatever, you know, cutter. Yeah, double amazing. cutter on each other. Um phenomenal. Ricochet going back to just being Ricochet again is that's what brought got him to WWE. I know Vince is weird, um, but Ricochet was a highlight for whatever that, that cycle he was on the NXT takeovers. We were salivating at a Ricochet match, and it was with different opponents. They had great stories leading into it. You know, one of the Ricochet highlights- should be special, right? Very special, like- yeah. He's someone who can do things that humans shouldn't be able to do. You got to keep that special. Um, yep. So, hopefully, it's a sign of things to come. Uh, NXT is still not a good product, yeah, as a whole. But um, matches like that can sort of give you. You can forgive the rest if you get to see yeah. a match like that. Uh, close to the home, boys, and uh, news coming through that Matt Diamond is going to take some time off. Yeah, that's sad. Um, hmm. He. Release said he suffered a concussion on Saturday night and he's torn something in his shoulder. So it's a good time to just step away and, uh, you know, heal up those injuries because concussions are always unpredictable and they suck. Um, it's just really bad timing because, like, at us in Melbourne, obviously, we've been spoiled with Matt Diamond matches yeah. uh, this year for, um, and just felt like he was finally getting some of that 
recognition that he's deserved. Instead of just being, oh, Matt Diamond, he's so underrated, he's so underrated. He was actually getting some of that recognition. It just sucks. You know, poor timing. Yeah, hopefully he's not away for too long because um, he's a really good guy as well as being an amazing wrestler. So uh, hopefully we see Matt back soon. He said he's he's doing pretty well. Like it's not like he's playing down a little bit, but it must be a little bit serious if he's taking the time off. Yeah. Hopefully he gets himself right and we get to see him again soon. Yep, hopefully so. Wrestle Brady is going to Sydney. They are. Um, I think the 17th of September. Uh, the Sydney Fringe Festival. So yep. I know they've announced so far that they've got Shazza versus Unsocial Jordan. Ooh, um, go to Russell Brainies. Sorry? That's going to be a frosty household. It is. It is. But look, I know whenever I um, have any domestic issues at home, I like to get Jeff over to mediate the disputes and that's why I'm in a happy, healthy relationship. So hopefully yeah. Jeff can do the same for Shazza and Jordan. Yeah. So um, what happens some... where you, you and Steph are arguing and then you put Jeff in the middle of it and then you, uh, so she you gang up on she Jeff. Could... No, she realises how much worse things could be if she was dating Jeff and um, apologises. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen with this situation. <laughs> then um, she just hands you the trophy and kicks <laughs> Jeff out. <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, jo- uh, Shazza will see how good Jordan actually is compared to Jeff. And I don't know what's happened there. Lyle seems to have injured himself. He's torn um, his knee or something. What's he done? I don't know. I think he kicked his knee out from his knee. But um, that's quite off-putting. He's rolling around on his bed. We're seeing yes. things that I don't want to see. But <laughs> you're done, mate. Oh, my knee just locked up. Oh, wow. Get on, get on to WrestleBrainia in Sydney for the fringe uh, because. He actually, Jeff has got some impressive names that he's going to be announcing moving forward. Yes. And Shazza versus Jordan's just the start. I'm not going because I don't want to spend that much time with Jeff. Or um, in Sydney. But Bros, oh, definitely not in Sydney. But Bros is going up there and he's a very funny man. So oh, get some tickets. Very good. He's been highlighted the last few shows, Bros. Well, second highlight behind me, I'm a, assuming. A highlight. A highlight. A yeah. highlight. Us uh, winning. So we had to stand next to Jeff at the Renegades show. Oh, I, I didn't. I moved. I kept oh, moving. Well, you oh. went and sound, You went and stole someone's seat to get away from him. No, no. Well, yes, maybe I did. But anyway, that's cool. How was the Renegade show, Tony? No, it was good. I, I missed the first part because uh, obviously I was at the uh, Collingwood. Can I? Geelong just before game. you tell everyone, Tony. Yeah. My friend Lockie Hendricks is back. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed when I walked in, and the first thing I heard is, "Oh, Lockie's turned." Lockie's being Lockie. Yeah, it's like the tiger that attacked Siegfried and Roy. He didn't didn't become a tiger. He was a tiger the whole time. I feel let down, Tony. To be honest, no, I do uh, too. Extremely, I let him into my house. Lovable, lover boy. I, th- I feel like he baited and switched us, uh, Tony. Did you get a Did you get a shirt? No, I'm. They, so what happened was apparently he did a a. Uh, a they all sold out. They all sold out. They all sold out at the yeah, start. Well, and then when I, I got there, he decided none of you deserved his shirts. So that's yeah. probably what it was. How many wrestling fans are going to be burning those now? Baited and switched us. Well, Tony started trying to burn other people's that they bought. He was that angry. Yeah. Yeah. I know that was... uh, I know that Steph caught one out of the ring. Not well, she's Steph, but our friend Steph. Very good. She did. Steph. She's got um Lockie's uh, original ring one. worn one. Yeah. I think she's already burnt that. I heard. But... I heard Tony. You were that upset. You couldn't eat your dim sims and potato cakes at the wrestling. You were that. You lost your appetite. You were that. Did angry. they have dim sims and potato cakes at the wrestling? I couldn't find them. They did not. Hmm. Um, <laughs> thank God. I don't want to be sitting next to Tony eating dim sims. Uh, you should have seen how upset par. Roger was. Roger was upset. Well, he would have bought two of those shirts, Roger. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. I was very happy because, like, you know how I told you he hadn't been returning my calls? He left one of my messages on red for three months. After the match, messaged me. Yeah. All is right with the world. 
Yeah, so that, that, that all that does is prove my point that shit happens, but it takes an asshole to cause it. Yep. And speaking of bodily fluids, the uh, Renegade champion uh, smells like piss. Yes, he Isn't does. And I unfortunately had to interview him after the match and was getting a mouthful and a whiff of that smell. Let's have a listen to my chat to Rat Daddy. All right, we've got an exclusive here on the turnbuckle after this great night here at Renegades of Wrestling. The brand new champion has a chat to us. Rat Daddy, congratulations on winning the belt. (laughs) (laughs) That that was an amazing fight. I mean, Matt Diamond, he had the ribs going there. He put up a a really good battle, but at the end of the day, you were able to overcome it. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be a champion, what, what does that mean to you? I mean... Yeah. Oh, mate, that's amazing. Congratulations. Well done. Really appreciate it. Well, there you go, boys. He didn't say much, but for some reason, I was, able to, I was able to actually understand him. Man, a few words. Man, a Maybe few words. Maybe overawed of the whole night and this, you know, the celebratory... Can I, can I tell you... Rat Daddy was looking at Tony as if Tony smelt worse than him. Wow. I've been to a couple of wrestling shows. I did fart. <laughs> I, said, I heard you said you farted the blame a fart. You were trying to cover up the natural smell. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was. I think that's a world-exclusive interview for Rat Daddy. I don't think he's ever spoken to anyone ever before. No, I've asked him on the podcast several times, and yeah. he's knocked me back, Tony, so... That is world exclusive. So, uh, and that speaks volumes. You've asked him several times. I went up to him once and said, can I have a chat? He said, mm-hmm. But, oh, yes. We're, we're going to promo, promo the hell out of uh, world exclusive Rat Daddy interview. Rat Daddy's first bait ever interview. Bait yeah. and switch, just like Lucky Hendricks. Marvellous. Uh, and also, congratulations to him for winning the championship, as you said. And the women's championship, which was won by Shazza McKenzie. Shazza. WrestleMania's as well. Shazza McKenzie. I, p- I picked Shazza. Well, I picked Rat Daddy. Yeah, I picked Rat Daddy. None of you jerks did. Didn't I? No. Who did I pick? You picked my friend, Lockie Hendricks. Did I really? Yeah, you yes. want to take that back now, Tony. Yeah, See, that's why I picked Matt Hayter. You can't you trust that love boy. I told, I told you, you, you couldn't pick lover boy because he'd lost his killer instinct. If that mm. tournament was getting run this week, Loverboy would win it. Well, Matt Diamond definitely wouldn't because Loverboy beat the shit out of him with a chair. Yeah, well. Anyway, we're being sport for good wrestling down here in Melbourne at the moment. Uh, PCW are just going uh, great guns as well. And this weekend, MCW. We've got um, Brooksy having a match against which, Mitch Waterman. That'll... That'll be a, if that's anything like their last match. That'll be fantastic. So is it Brooksy's last match or what? Well, do I don't, we know? I, I, it must be Brooksy's announced his retirement from MCW. So yeah. it'll be what a farewell. What if he wins well, the title? If he wins the title, maybe he'll just throw it in the bin. Yeah, yeah. Stan Hansen it, run it over in his driveway and mail well, it back what to Punk's doing with the AEW title as we speak. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, um, I tell you what, Mitch Waterman and Brooksy, one could say it could tear the house down Saturday night. Well, speaking of tear the house down, I tell you who might blow the roof off the place is a bit of BDE teaming with Caveman Ugg. Oh, there you go. To take on friend of the show, Rocky Monero, and the Perea. That's a banger match right there, too. Oh, gee. That's actually really good. I'm disappointed I'm going to miss it, to be honest. I'll be there. I'm going to catch it on fight. It is live on fight. It's sold out. Yeah, I've. Um... I'll see if I can get it up on the big screen during the match, lol. That'll be good. If That'll if they if it Lyle runs... won't be there. He'll be at the footy. Could... I'm not going to be at the footy, Tony. You're go not going to the, go the footy either. No, I'm watching the football. That's He's why I'm unavailable. Um, yeah, if I was leaving wow. the house, I'd go to wrestling. Um, but yeah, I might catch up with some mates and watch it. Not uh, to mention the yeah. Ascension tournament. We've got the um, we've got the last four for the Ascension tournament, which is. M and the Kid, Edward Dusk, the Flying Foreskin, Jake Andrew Arthur, <laughs> and we've got... One goat. Seriously, one goat. What? 
You do one goat, and that's it. You you get banned with it for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, Jean Wen. Jean Wen, Tony, is the other man in that tournament. Who's your pick? Uh, uh, I'm going for the flag foreskin. Too strong. Too strong? I'm going Jean Wen. Now I'm going to let one of these guys down who I don't pick. And Emin is one of my friends. But I'm going to go with Edward Dusk. I think he's Ooh. ready for this. Yep. Well, I tell you, he he's tournament ready. I think he's been in every tournament in Australia the last six or seven weeks. I was um, I saw the I was driving past the school the other day. He was lining up to go in a down ball tournament just to keep ready. Tournament yeah. ready. You can't and you, yeah can't look bad. Oh. Uh, Jessica Troy versus Delta as well. Um, that'll be an absolute banger. I think yeah. we might see a title change. Oh, there you go. Oh, I'm sticking with Jess, though. Uh, Time will tell. Upcoming shows, as we said, PCW doing some great stuff at the stuff at the moment. They've got Slam in Fertry Gully on Thursday night. Tonight. VPW. Tonight, correct. VPW, the great Victorian bus stop at the Strathmore Bowls Club. Stop. Well, oh, no, bust up. Bust up. The great Victorian bust up. Well, I think it's being held at a bus stop. Maybe it is. The Strathmore Bowls Club has a bus stop out the front. Uh, Saturday, like the, the community of, bus at a bowls club. Uh, possibly could be too. Uh, Saturday, the 10th of September, explicit wrestling. The Pit 3 in Hamilton, New South Wales. Uh, MCW, New Horizons at the Thornbury Theatre. And then you on catch Sunday, that on Fight TV. That is live on Fight TV if you can't get there. Because well, all tickets ticket, are sold out. So there. bad luck if you haven't. Uh, UPW, MexiFest. In Kabucha South. We love Kabucha. Yep. Go watch some uh, Mexican like wrestling and get some tacos. That'll be uh that'll be a fun time. And the band playing, the bloke yep. pouring containers. Yeah. Yeah. All good stuff. All right, boys. Great week. Well done. Talk to you next week. Bye guys. And we'll talk to you next week, right here on the Turbuckle.